mostly talk about Drag Race on this podcast. Exclusively. <laughs> this is a Drag Race review podcast <laughs> with Neil and Ray. Hello and welcome to Planorama, a podcast brought to you by the X-University Planning Alumni Association. I'm your host, Ray Lister, taking over from Ashley Patton. Planorama shares the association's mission to support undergraduate and graduate students, meaningfully connect alumni, and promote and advance the planning profession. On today's episode, I was fortunate to speak with Neil Lowen. Neil is a graduate of the university's MPL program and past co-chair of the XPAA. We spoke about the association's recent work as well as the upcoming spring reception. Thank you for tuning in. All right. Neil, thanks for joining us on the podcast. Hi, Ray. Happy to be here. Um, start out by telling us a bit about yourself. For sure. So I'm a senior associate at Urban Planner at Urban Strategies uh, here in Toronto, but I'm originally from uh, rural Manitoba. I grew up on a farm, which is not your typical Urban Planner origin story. That was always different. I'm just kidding. I'm not going to do that. Um, <laughs> I always like cities. I everybody talks about or um, Sim City. I think that like Will Wright and Maxis were like paid by OPPI to get millennials into city planning because uh-huh. half of us just like Sim City and that's why we're here. But no, truly, um, like wondered if I was going to take over the family farm or become a city planner. Those were the two choices and uh I chose city planning and my little brother took over the farm so it's all good I get to get back there a lot and like take a vacation from work and then go and like drive a tractor so incredible very Hannah Montana you know what I mean (laughs) yes the two sides of Neil I love it we're unveiling them today on the podcast so uh, yeah um went into city planning and the way that that worked at the University of Manitoba was it was actually housed in the architecture faculty and I went through environmental design which is what it's called there mm-hmm. uh and really sort of flirted with the idea of like architecture or landscape architecture I've always liked the design side of it um and but knew like it was like is, do I want to be a landscape architect or do I want to do a bigger scale or like policy regulation side of it and then that's how I found uh, Ryerson and the master's program there at what is now Toronto Metropolitan University as yeah. a PMET grad. Tell me where you work now. Uh, so I'm, uh, after graduating in 2016 from the master's program, I uh, did a year where I was uh, working as a research assistant, uh, partially for, I did some work for Rakim Mitra, I did some work for Sheila McCartney, um, and uh a couple of projects at the Toronto Center for Active Transportation. Um, and after a year there doing research on like bike and pedestrian infrastructure, um, I found my way to urban strategies uh, where I've been ever since. And so, yeah, there I uh, do about half my time of like land use planning development approvals in the GTA and the other half I get to work on. Um, I find really fun the like transportation uh strategic thinking like where should this transit line go we have this big transit investment coming say like along Eglinton Crosstown how do we leverage that to best benefit the community big picture master planning thinking and um we really just get involved in sort of like city planning city building complex problem solving and so uh yeah it's never a dull moment at urban strategies wonderful and Tell me a little bit about, I mean, aside from your job, um, tell us about how you're involved in the planning profession now. Um, I've been 
on the XPAA basically since I graduated in 2016. And before that, I was on the XPGSA at the time, the RPGSA in, in grad school, which is the um, student group that plans little fun social events. Mm-hmm. And I felt that that was a really natural progression for me. I, I really like getting involved in sort of community building, networking, fun little enrichment things, but mostly just for like socializing aspects mm-hmm. of it. Like uh, I was really lucky. Um, I had a, when I was on the XBGSA back in grad school, <laughs> it was basically, I mean, you're like, you, you make friends so easily in, in the program. Um, and it was for my best friends. Emma Bramowitz and Casey Craig and we just got to like be like maybe this is something that we should do here's a fun idea maybe we could hang out doing this thing or like um and that really naturally led into once we graduated we don't want to stop like party planning so Mm -hmm. let's all join the RPAA I love that. And I think that really comes through with the organization. Um, For those who aren't familiar with the XPAA, can you tell us a little bit about what the organization does? Yeah. Um, XPAA is the Alumni Association for everyone who graduated from the School of Urban Regional Planning, undergrads and graduates. And it's been around for, I think, 23 years now. Mm. Um, And uh, at its core, it's uh, it, it, it raises funds for uh, student and alumni supports. And it's the the main product of that has been the creation of an endowment fund that uh, provides awards each year for students in the program, an undergraduate and graduate program. Uh, in the past few years, I mean, the organization has been quite successful and has been growing and taking on new activities and uh, creating sort of more uh, consistent programming. Like we now have a mentorship program, which is a really cool opportunity that pairs up alumni mentors with uh, undergraduate and graduate students in the program. We do like uh, bike tours around Toronto with local industry leaders. We do just little networking events. Um, It's we've got like such a great engaged body of alumni now that um, the amount of programming that the RFA has been able to provide has really grown. And Mm. it's been a very exciting few years. That's really great. And you mentioned at the top of the episode that you were previously the co-chair of the XPAA. And can you speak to your role now? Yeah. So I guess now my official title is past chair, Mm. uh, Mm -hmm. which comes with like a crown and scepter sort of thing. (laughs) 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 It's a very esteemed position. Um, but, um, yeah, so I got to be chair for a two year term ending in, uh, 2021. Uh, and I was overlapping, I was chair with Casey Craig one year and Taylor Gascoigne another year, uh, which was really amazing. Now I'm past chair. So I'm basically there to like keep some institutional knowledge, you know, uh, it allows like the chair to move on, but still continue to provide some guidance, keep their nose in everything. Uh, until the current chair is told to leave. So that's me. <laughs> that sounds really great. And it's a smart way to keep a volunteer organization afloat and to ensure that people aren't burnt out, but are still able to contribute that institutional knowledge. Well, it's definitely a challenge with like, you know, it's been amazing what the XPA has been able to do and the like hundreds of thousands of dollars that they've been able to raise over 20 so years. And it's entirely volunteer run, right? So mm-hmm. it's, 
only going to be as successful as the people that are donating their time to be part of it. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think trying to bring in a little bit more of that, uh, like we've now got two-year terms for everyone involved and uh, more like named titles gives it a bit more permanency, um, but it's always going to be responsive to just like the people that want to commit their time and give back how they think makes sense. Can you speak to your time as co-chair? What were you most proud of accomplishing at that time for those two years? Great two years with, with Casey and with Taylor and uh, we you're both like steward of the existing programming but also sort of got to think big picture vision where should this organization be going next right like how can we best support the planning alumni profession how can we best support current planning students <clears throat> and so between 2019 and 2021 uh we got to kind of hone in on our equity focus in what I think is a really great way. Uh, and the organization continues to work towards that. But uh, we had in the summer of 2020, of course, there was um, the rallies around the world with uh, the killing of George Floyd um, and the Black Lives Matter movement. And the XPAA had to ask itself, okay, what's our position? What's our um the impact of what we're doing um is it anti-racist is there more that we could be doing is anything that we're contributing right now to this institutional racism um and so we got to really dive into that and uh we um did a lot of introspection over that summer drafted a commitment a statement of values that's sort of been guiding the work ever since and what that uh, that chiefly culminated in was the following year, the spring reception was our most successful fundraising event ever. Um, and we decided to create a new equity endowment hmm. um, because we had historically had a graduate student endowment and an undergraduate student endowment. And they just gave out funds to sort of high achieving graduate and undergraduate students. And we thought, how do we, bring an like an equity focus a more like proactively um equity oriented endowment and so we created that and the school was really on board so they agreed to like match all of the funds that we raised for it hmm. that culminated we basically brought together a hundred thousand dollars in one year which is equal to the amount we had raised in the 20 years before that and it was uh, incredible alignment of different initiatives coming together, the school really supporting this new endowment um, and our donor community being more generous than ever, wanting to really support us in that too. So now that equity endowment has started out and it's providing awards for Black and Indigenous graduate students or undergraduate students, sorry, um, every year. And uh, as there's more uh, money raised for the endowment the the scope of those awards could grow so that i gotta say is um gotta be the highlight like it's it's just like a real on the ground like i feel like while i was on the xpaa we were able to do something really amazing together that's going to be there in perpetuity mm -hmm. absolutely obviously you're not you're not stating that it was all all you as the co-chair but i wonder if there are any other people who were key to that that you'd like to maybe mention Absolutely. I mean, the, the XPA has has 20 volunteer members every year. And 
um, everybody's sort of rowing together sort of thing. Uh, our, um, this specific initiative came out of something that we were working on uh, with Matt Alexander, who's an alumni from the program and Cheryl Case. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, uh, and then that uh, itself, we were meeting every few weeks to see what we could uh what kind of funds we could raise what would be the most impactful use of these funds um and then working with the university who had like some dedicated staff that were were really amazing we were working with claudia hughes at uh faculty community services who opened a lot of doors for us because we were creating something that was very new for us mm-hmm. and taking a new approach that maybe hadn't been done before i think it's one of the the xpa uh because of its size and success over recent years has has like sort of innovated some new ways of doing alumni fundraising mm-hmm. and the university has been very supportive of allowing us to do that and flexible and thinking a little bit about how listeners might be able to support these new endowments i imagine that one of those ways is by attending the upcoming spring reception which is at its core a fundraising event can you speak Great a little? Great plug, right? Thank you. <laughs> yes, yes. Always happy to help. Um, can you maybe <laughs> share a little bit about the upcoming spring reception? Yeah. So the spring reception is the annual event that we've been doing for 23 years, as long as we've been an organization that raises all the money for what we do each year. So we have an amazing donor community that we're um, reaching out to right now. And the money is pouring in. Um, but if you as an individual would like to support the XPA, uh, the event this year is going to be held on May 26th. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's going to be on Zoom. So of course, pandemic version of the spring reception. Uh, 2020, our spring reception was canceled. And the organization is left kind of looking at itself going like, okay, that's the only way that we have of raising funds. How are we going to be able to do anything? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think what was really cool was in 2021 being able to pivot to online mm-hmm. and going, okay, we're not going to be able to meet in person. It's not responsible to do so. How do we give our donor community and students and alumni who want a network the opportunity to do so over Zoom? And I would say we had about the most ambitious Zoom call I've participated in. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's going to follow largely the same format this year. So uh, there is a speaker round of Pecha Kucha uh, industry leaders giving short presentations um, on a theme. And the theme this year is Toronto in 10. So looking back and looking forward at where Toronto has been, where it is now, and what are the emerging um challenges or exciting new endeavors in the future for toronto Mm -hmm. uh industry leaders talking about that and uh then that's going to be interspersed with uh a couple rounds of breakout rooms which are uh there's like 10 different um alumni leading like completely non-planning related um activities Mm. uh i thought it was super cool last year we had like cooking show and trivia and like how to draw and like someone was how to tune your bike and it was like how to propagate plants hmm. all alumni from the program showing like a different side of themselves outside of planning because we are full human beings we're not just rpps we're more than those three letters <laughs> um and so uh that's what they're doing this year i will be personally hosting the cross canada trivia room so Ooh. keep an eye out for that one 
I love it. Well, thanks very much for joining, Neil. We appreciate yeah, thanks it. Thanks so much, Ray. This has been amazing. And thank you for listening to this episode of the Planorama podcast. I hope to see you at the upcoming spring reception, where Ashley will be hosting a live podcast episode with Dr. David Amborski. Special thanks to alumni Dominic Tremblay for our theme music. See you next time.